Good morning. Welcome to worship for those who braved the weather and are here, and to the large number who are joining us from home, that we are one body of Christ together. Um, You may not realize it, but um, exactly three years ago, um, on the second Sunday after Epiphany, I was installed as your pastoral intern in January 2021 before a congregation I could not see. And we, uh, uh, Pastor Lori preached on our Old Testament lesson that is today on First Samuel on the calling that we receive. And her emphasis was the calling was clear, but what that'll look like is going to be very different. Well, when I uh, heard that, I sort of thought it looked more different than this where we also have a sanctuary with very few people in it today at a congregation we cannot see. So sometimes the more things change, the more they stay the same. But we're certainly glad we're all here together and can be one worshiping body. Let us prepare our hearts and minds for worship today with a thanksgiving for baptism. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the fountain of living water, the rock who gave us birth, our light, and our salvation. Joined to Christ in the waters of baptism, we are clothed with God's mercy and forgiveness. Let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. We give you thanks, O God, for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters, and by your word you created the world, calling forth life in which you took delight. Through the waters of the flood you delivered Noah and his family. Through the sea you led your people Israel from slavery into freedom. At the river your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Holy Spirit. By water in your word you claim us as your beloved children, making us heirs of your promise and servants of all. We praise you for the gift of water that sustains life. And above all, we praise you for the gift of new life in Jesus Christ. Shower us with your spirit and renew our lives with your forgiveness, grace, and love. To you be given honor and praise through Jesus Christ our Lord and the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
Let us pray. Thanks be to you, Lord Jesus Christ, most merciful Redeemer, for the countless blessings and benefits you give. May we know you more clearly, love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly, day by day praising you with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated.
This morning is from the book of 1 Samuel, the third chapter. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, Here I am. And ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Lie down again. So Samuel went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I did not call, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The the Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And now the Lord came and stood there calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The Gospel according to John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. One verse from that reading, verse 46. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Come and see. What do we come and see? What did they come and see? As I thought of this, I reflected on what is it to simply go and see something you're unfamiliar with. One of the things that I got to do when I used to teach was very rarely I would be asked to teach the world religions class, which was sort of an absurd class. It was two credits for the world's religions. Um, and I... That was not my specialty at all, but sometimes they needed a warm body, and I needed the classes. So I would teach it, and it was built by someone else who said, you know, this class is absurd. So instead of just giving you a little bit of data about each religious tradition, instead let's make this affective. And instead of learning things, let's experience some things. And so they brought in guest speakers from different religious traditions. But the real thing they did was students were required to go to at least one worship experience in a religion that was not their own. And students would usually be rather nervous about this, especially those who were part of religious tradition, were really nervous. And we'd talk to them and say, well, What is it you're concerned about? Are you concerned that this will, you know, somehow be harmful to you? And they'd get down to, well, you know, I guess what I'm concerned is, what if I believe something? And they would almost always do it, and they'd almost always be surprised. And what surprised them was that they enjoyed it. They had often no background in those traditions, but they would go and they'd say, this is far more usual 
than I thought. This was something I could, in fact, relate with. And, and there were some who didn't have that experience, but many, many did. And then later in the history of the school, the class I taught by far the most was the introduction to the New Testament or the Old Testament, and we started to suggest them do the same thing. Go to the university chapel two times during the course of your class here. And that tells you something about what chapel attendance had become, that we had to assign that. But the... Uh, the students who would go, many of whom with absolutely no religious background, they were doing this for a requirement and nothing else, would go and again be surprised that there was something here for them. But it wasn't because it was so amazing and they were blown away by the wonder of it all. It instead was because of the humanity of it. It felt so real and so ordinary. And they discovered there was something here maybe I appreciate. They did not come there and say, now I'm ready to say, yes, absolutely, I believe this wholeheartedly. But sometimes even in the papers they had to write, they'd say, I might even go back. Come and see. You never know what you might find. For example, if you were to finally come into a worship service, well, they often are not prim and pure in everything you'd ever dream of and imagine in your mind. Instead, it's a very human experience. But if you could just come and see, you might, for example, see that the lead pastor who was going to preach today lives in the South Hills and couldn't make it, and the associate had about an hour and a half to put together a sermon. What you find if you come and see the real lives of people, the real lives where God lives, we come and see. And in that verse, it said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? This little phrase, by the way, gets kind of becomes notorious. It sort of jokes are made about it that Nazareth was this kind of rural space nobody wanted to live in. I'm not sure. I mean, that's probably true to some extent. But I think there's something more specific said. Well, where do good things come from? Well, I think we, just like they, hesitate to say just out of the ordinary. Instead, we want good to come from God, to come from on high. In Mark chapter 10, Jesus even says, well, anything, that there is nothing good except which come, no one is good but God alone. And for them, where was God alone? In Jerusalem, in the temple. So it might not have been so much that Nazareth was this embarrassing little town as much that it simply was not where we thought God was. In fact, they were up there in the Galilee. And up in the Galilee, they did not have a lot of positive experience religiously. This is an area that the historian Josephus tells us there had been a whole bunch of messianic movements in the first century, but not like the one Jesus had. These were kind of rabble-rousers trying to start a revolt and declaring themselves Messiah. It did not endear 
the large population. We only know their names. We don't know anything about them. I don't think they were very important. So could there be something good coming from that area? Good is what comes from the temple where Zion is, where God is, his name has dwells and comes to us where we live. And the answer, come and see. Maybe there's something that could surprise you. Maybe it turns out that right here where you are, there is something that's good. Something that reflects God alone. Just come and see. And it turns out with the whole of Jesus' ministry, it's entirely centered on this. Come and see. Come to the place where Jesus is, where other humans are. Right where you are. In the Galilee. Over where John was baptizing up in the Galilee, in the Jordan, saying, repent, believe in the good news, and declaring forgiveness of sin. There was all kinds of forgiveness of sin in Second Temple Judaism, but not there. It was in the temple. But here, where you are, here, there is something good. Come and see. And then Jesus says, you will see greater things than this. And of course, what he's talking about here is kind of what we might call a little bit of a parlor trick. That is, Jesus was able to say what he was doing right before he came. And while that might be exciting, Jesus says, you'll see greater things than these. But I wonder, what are those greater things? Are they The other miracles Jesus does in the Gospel of John, the signs Jesus does, these wonder works? I don't think so. In the Gospel of John in chapter 6, after Jesus has been doing some of these wonderful things, he wants to make very clear to all of those following that, you know, that's not what this is really about. And he says, unless you gnaw upon my flesh and drink down my blood, you can have no part of me, and a bunch of people leave. They weren't real impressed with that. They couldn't see that as greater things than these. But the greater things than these, what do they see? What is Philip and Nathaniel, what are they going to see? Well, they're really going to see is their own experience in their own lives. Just like the students that I had who were not impressed by anything wonderful or amazing, They were impressed with the ordinary and the way it spoke to where they were. And unless we are said miracle workers, how does that relate to us? How does it relate to us to say, come and see, and you who get to go and follow Jesus along in his earthly ministry, we don't get to do that. Unless what we really come and see is the community together. The way God works in our lives every day. The way we receive grace on the cross. And the word grace, by the way, is just a word for gift. There was nothing especially spiritual about it in the first century. But just says this is a very human Jesus giving you a very ordinary thing through the very ordinary experience of death. And then we see angels ascending 
and descending. The heavens opened, but where do we see it? Maybe not so much in this unique experience only for Messiah, but in every last one of our lives in after death comes resurrection. The heavens being open, saying there is no division between God and humans anymore. Just as, by the way, was expressed in that temple. The curtain has been torn in two. And now, right where you are, is where heavens have been opened, where angels are ascending and descending, where the cross and the resurrection live in you and your own baptismal identity. There, come and see. And what you find is not a bunch of external things, but instead internal things. Who am I before God? Who am I before one another? How is God continuing to work in me in ways I could not have expected? Come and see yourself, because there's something worth seeing there. Come into our space where God is alive. And we have something worth seeing because we are indeed means of grace to one another. We in our sanctuaries, in our homes, and even in every space where we live, even by ourselves, we express God's grace to one another. There we can come and see. Amen. Thank you.
As we celebrate, oh, with the whole church, let us confess our Christian faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated. As we celebrate Christ embodied in human form, we pray for God's blessing on the church, the world, and all of creation. God of all ages, encourage the ministry and mission of this church. Inspire us to boldly proclaim the gospel through our words and deeds. Help us to be trustworthy and accountable stewards of all the resources you've entrusted to us. And as we strive to bring hope and healing to our community, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of creation, you delight in the goodness of your creation. Heal ecosystems harmed by humanity. Bring restoration to the planet. Protect forests and waterways and all the creatures that inhabit them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of wisdom, you call the leaders of all nations in every community to serve faithfully. Give them visions for justice and unity. Lead them to actions that promote equitable partnerships and uplift those on the margins of society. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of compassion, you hold in your care any who suffer and struggle. You who know our inner hearts and the needs of your people. Today we pray especially for Terry Chapp, Chuck Dietz, Dal and Gay Haverland, Morgan McCrory, Alice Rochstein, Gretchen Jeff Seamus, Ray and Susan Wade, several of the family members of David Joe, and all those this day who do not have adequate shelter in the midst of this cold weather. For whom else or what else do the people pray? Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of unity, we give thanks for our sister congregations in the Emerald Cluster, and we pray a special blessing upon Faith and Roseburg as they install their new pastors 
Janine and Matt Goodrich this week. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of hope, as you raise Jesus, so raise us in spirit and truth. We remember all who died and are at peace among the saints, especially Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., whose faithful advocacy for peace and justice continues to embolden your church. Comfort all who grieve, especially the family and friends of Sheila Jarosevich, who died this past week. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Trusting the Holy Spirit to intercede for us, we offer these prayers in the silent prayers of our hearts. In the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Let's share that peace, even as a small community, and share to those joining us from home. quick uh, announcements about our life together here. Um, first is to note that next week, the 21st, during Adult Education Hour, we're going to have a special um, budget presentation to talk about our 2024 mission and ministry budget, and that'll be an informational thing. We'll have time to really look at the budget and talk about it. So join us then. And then two weeks from today on the 28th is our semi-annual congregational meeting where our most noted point on the agenda will be um, that budget to approve. So please put those on your calendar. Please plan on being there for both of those. And then uh, a note for those of you joining us from home, which is most of you today, uh, just as we did last week, you'll notice on the website there's that little button right below where it says um, join us for worship. There's a little button that says let us know who you are, just as a way for us to have a sense of who you are joining us, who we are as a community uh, we received a lot of notes last week, many of uh, many of whom we do not know well, and it is a wonderful thing to be able to have even that connection with you. So please put that, uh, uh, click that button, and just let us know. And then the final thing I want to mention is uh, we're updating the church directory, the church direct photo directory, the photo directory last summer. We did something new where we've been creating it in-house rather than having a studio do it for us, which means we can update it. So ask you to do two things. One is look at that photo directory, and if anything about your entry is incorrect, let us know so we can fix it. And then also, if you do not have a photograph in there, um, please submit one. You can send us a, a real picture, and we'll scan it for you. You can send us a scanned picture. Um, we'll... Uh, might even have some opportunities to take some pictures. Um, just, it helps us be one body together. So with those brief notes, let us continue with our worship with our offertory.
Let us pray. Gracious God, receive the gifts we bring, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Through this meal, unite us as your body, shining with the light of your justice and mercy, for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. God, through our Savior Jesus Christ. By the leading of a star, he was showed forth to all nations. In the waters of the Jordan, you proclaimed him, your beloved Son. And in the miracle of water, turned to wine, he revealed your glory. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth. In mercy for our fallen world, you gave your only Son, that all those who believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. We give thanks to you for the salvation you have prepared for us through Jesus Christ. Send now your Holy Spirit into our hearts, that we may receive our Lord with a living faith as he comes to us in his holy supper. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took, took bread, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. 
For as often as we eat of this bread and drink from this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. To you, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory in your holy church, now and forever. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. All are welcome at the Lord's table. All things have been prepared. Come.
now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Giver of every gift, Christ's body is our food, and we are Christ's body. Raise us to life by your power for the benefit of all, and to your glory, now and forever. Amen. But all who are able to stand for the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
before the dismissal, just one quick word of thanks to all of you here, but special thanks to our cantors and to Todd to do the live stream for us, Elray, for all making it here today. Now go in peace. Share the light of Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you.